Welcome to the Mega Man's Podcast with your host, Steven Martinez, a.k.a. Mega Man. This will be the Mega Craft Beer Talks. I have a very, very special guest, my boy, Julio Trejo. What's up, man? Mega Man, what's up, man? How you doing, dude? I've been wanting to do this podcast for a long time, dude. I've been following your shit. I mean, I'm telling you, dude, the things that you say, man, um... It's just you're very you're very candid and everything. I've been looking forward to this for a long time, dude. And what do you want to talk about, man? I know you have a bunch of questions. I see your, your little notebook ready to yeah. go, man. Let's do it. I got the, my notebook ready. I know Let's you want to ask me questions. Of course, dude. I have a ton of questions for you, bro. For my, you're my, going to be my very, very first guest. So I want the, my podcast listeners to know what is the bombest beer that you have that I just can't up, I can't stop drinking the bombest fucking beer is mine dude to be fucking real with you dude Mundial, <laughs> which like, means global brewery global brewery in Spanish yeah cause I, I felt it was important to, be, to have something in Spanish you know what I mean be, me being from East LA Mexican American all that stuff so um Cerveceria Mundial, like you said, global or worldwide brewery. Um, La Codorniz is the name of the first beer. It's a, it's a pale ale. Um, it's La Codorniz in Spanish is, is, is the quail, um, otherwise known as the QPA, the, the quail pale ale. I thought it, sounded, it rhymed kind of cool and everything. And uh, really, it's just an, it's an homage to the California state bird, the quail. I, I love it. The, the beer is really, really good. Thank you. I can't stop drinking it. I mean, you're still in the experiments with your beer, the taste and everything and stuff like that? Yeah, you know what? This is the first version, and um, as part of the reason why um, we went with, the, with, with a sticker label to begin with, um, because we really want to get it out there and get some feedback, um, have people taste it, again, with the feedback, tweak it a little bit, and then come out with a nicer nicer packaging and everything, a little bit something more formal, Yeah. once we once we really hone down, hone down the rest of it. But man, I've been getting nothing but love, thanks to people like you. I know it was a Mega Man... Uh, approved uh, beer and stuff and all that mm-hmm. and you were kind enough to take it around different podcasts and everything and share it with different different people oh yeah we did uh shouts to a uh, diplomatic podcast yeah no shout father, to them for sure no father no problem um also your your beer was with uh on their podcast with sarah's market yeah man again thank you for everybody for the support and everything um it's been overwhelming me to be honest with you man we went ahead and, and tried to put it out there just to just to kind of get a feeler and everything but man it, it started taking off on its own man because i think people are ready for something like this something very drinkable balanced and everything slightly hoppy uh, a sweet middle and everything yes and that um did it really speaks to the east side to east la Boyle heights that kind of thing where it's a, a just a different different aspect of the culture like low riding the cholo culture um all that stuff dude that's part of our culture we embrace it and everything but then there's also ska reggae the morrissey fans there's a, a goth people there's a, a different kind of subcultures within within latina which is freaking awesome <laughs> I, which is interesting you know i got a mean? funny question yeah why do mexicans love fucking morrissey dude, dude <laughs> uh, man i think it has to do a lot to do with the fact that we're super emotional <laughs> and it really ties into the whole drinking thing because when you get a, when you start drinking a little bit like the, like a Jose Alfredo Jimenez, Vicente Fernandez, and all that—you get really emotional and everything. And it's the only time where like manly men get to feel their emotions because you know what? I'm drunk and I'm singing my fucking song. And I think that Morrissey does that for for a lot of us Latinos, man. For like the old, the new school Latinos that may not speak Spanish, that may be uh, uh, um, MTV Latinos, like I call them, or K Rock Latinos back in the day, where like you're into just different things and everything, just by virtue of the people that you hang out with, yeah, and the the, the kind of stuff that you consume, man. Because you know, like growing up, man, I love everything. I love music, I love film, comic books, video games, and everything. But the thing that I loved the most was music, and um, ska reggae, which is kind of a, a theme for this beer here. 
We got the Delirians, which is an LA ska band. Um, again, with the LA, LA uh, ska, reggae subculture and everything. Um, really just trying to express that kind of that kind of side of, of, our, of our culture man just seeing something different and I think people are responding to it I think people really like the whole something coming from East LA and Boyle Heights and the east side and everything something that's original authentic and, and it's ours do you see any uh, any other people who are making beers from East LA or you're the only one huh you know what the thing is okay I also have to like really um, um, clarify the thing it's a it's a East LA beer brand man I tried here in LA I went everywhere San Gabriel Valley from Progress on down to Angel City to Mumford to Monkish everybody did everybody you can mention it I went I went there because my thing was I wanted to make the beer here in, here in Los Angeles as you know we're kind of having a little bit of a beer fucking boom here so everybody's a capacity dude so I couldn't really find anybody to brew my beer so then um, I started looking around dude and all that and I go, I go at the very least it has to be from California so I'm like I have two options San Diego a beer mecca or NorCal, NorCal, dude, you're a NorCal guy, yeah. dude. If it's not if it's not cracking in those two areas, it's not cracking here in California. Period. You know what I mean? Because again, mind you, this is a few years ago before anything started. I think the only thing going was the precursor to Angel City and and and, and Golden Road before they got bought out. They, nothing else was around, so there was slim pickings. So then, um, back when I was looking around to 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 find to find the, uh, someone to do the brew this beer and stuff. Everybody's like, cool concept. We love the East LA thing. We love the bicultural, bilingual thing. But man, we can't do it. Um, so I'm like, damn, what am I going to do? Shit. So then I went up north. I found these guys up north um, after reading this article. Because look, dude, when you go into business, you got to read anything and everything about your business. Because you start getting insights on what's going on, dude. So um, I also had a little website called In The Suds. And really just by interviewing people and just kind of getting to know people just by, by, by writing and stuff and all that. It gave me it gave me um, some kind of insight as to who I should hit up yeah. and who's available. Gotcha. So I found these guys in San Jose, dude. Hermitage Brewing, dude. They were dope. They were known for their single hop IPAs. I didn't want to go super hoppy to begin with because my ideal thing was to make lagers. But as you know, that is a complete... Lagers is a bitch. Dude, it's like cooking versus baking. Um, I would say like uh, making ales, like pale ales, IPAs, and brown ales, all that stuff. So anything top fermented, hot, uh, hot fermented. It's, it's like baking it's like it's like cooking it's like making a soup you can add subtract add a little extra dry hop it whatever you know you, there's a little bit more more leeway but dude but when you're messing with lagers you cannot fuck around dude it's like making a souffle once that sucker is in the fermenter is in the oven you cannot touch it do not clap do not laugh do not fart do not do whatever because that thing is gonna die it's, it's gonna fl flat out on you it's like sensitive huh it's very sensitive and if you fuck it up dude it's a wrap dude you gotta dump that stuff because dude it's very it's very clean and when they say high quality because even like the macro brews and everything they're quote unquote high quality what they mean by that is that every beer tastes the same every time Mm -hmm. Kind of like McDonald's. You can go to McDonald's in every part of the city or any part of the country, any part of the world, it's going to taste the same. That's what they call quality. In terms of like quality of ingredients and like how good it is for you, it's entirely different. But the thing is, is again, with craft beer, you got to keep it simple. I'm a simple guy. I wanted to go to West Coast style pale ale. I'm not going to screw up a, a, a lager. I'm not going to run the risk. I'm a gambling man, dude, but I'm not that much of a gambler because, dude, to be real with you, I broke the first rule of fucking fight club and I used my own money to do this whole thing so I'm gonna put the odds in my favor I'm gonna make an ale and I didn't want to do something that was just so you wanna play safe I kinda wanna play it safe but not so safe where I'm like oh you pussy now dude you, just, you, 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 you did a, bl a blonde ale dude you know what I mean or like you did you did like a whack IPA I'm like you know what 
if I'm gonna go in, I mean, you're, you're an MMA guy, dude. If I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go fucking kick some ass, dude. So I'm gonna go and try to try to prove myself so that, that I'm not a paper champ. You know what I mean? So I'm like, I'm gonna try a pale ale. Mm-hmm. It's one of my favorite style of beers. It's a little tougher because, dude, you gotta balance this shit up because you, you can easily cross over to IPA territory, and then so the stuff that people are doing now. I did not want to be as a situation where you bring this to to your next party and people are like, what the fuck is this? You know what I mean? It's too hoppy and everything. I want something very straightforward, but still something that was just hoppy enough in the beginning in the beginning, and then mellowed out and everything. But again, I didn't want to go the easy route and just do a whatever ale. I tried a pale ale and I did, and thanks to my, my, my brewer, Tim, my partner, I think we're onto something. Dude, again, thanks to people like you who supported. Dude, I got the Mega Man approval. That's you, what I wanted. You know, someone DM me, it's like, hey, why are you posting certain pictures? Do you get paid for that? I was like, fuck no. It's like... You're like, you, I wish. <laughs> I wish. But it's like, no, I'm doing it because I believe in this beer. Yeah. You know, when like when I when I post my pictures up, it's like, you're posting it just to get the likes. And no, whenever, if I post that, okay, I like this podcast right. or I like this beer, I'm going to post it up on my story. Yeah. There's no fakes about it. Cause, you know, no, no, dude. Speaking of that, dude, I think this is one of the most real podcasts. And again, dude, I commend you for being just so candid about your life. Because, uh-huh. dude, I'm telling you, man, I listen to... I think I'm like 20 deep of your podcast. So you, you're you're a prolific, motherfucker. Dude. Depends who wanting, where you want to go. You know what? I was that was a good thing you talked about. Yeah. Um, with the Mega Man's life, I was gonna put it together because it's all different categories and episodes. I'm gonna combine it to one episode and to two episodes, like part one through three and four and five and another right, episode. Right. So I want the people to understand my life and everything instead of like all that stuff. You know. Yeah. Look, dude, you have you have an, an insane life. And again, dude. Um, I have just as many questions for, for you as you have for me, dude. Because, uh-huh. look, dude, I, I, someone like you, you have real-life problems, dude. You know what I mean? No one's perfect. No one's perfect. Dude, you have responsibilities. But we're talking next level of responsibility. You have kids. You have kids with special needs. You have an autistic kid. You have a kid with cancer. Dude, bro, like, speaking to someone like me who doesn't have any, quote-unquote, real problems like that, man, mm-hmm. it's... You're, you're, you're really it's, it's a service to everybody else to encourage them dude because dude if you're happy if the fucking Mega Man could be happy as fuck <laughs> getting pissed off at whatever whatever comes comes your way and everything and you gotta go and take care of your special there's a special needs for your kids and stuff dude if you can do it dude I can do it and, and it forces me not to be a pussy and it yeah. forces me to to accept my, my L's to accept my losses and really to say well look dude if this guy can do it and really and, and do it in a fascinating way Dude, I gotta do it myself. Every time I have a, an episode or a guest on, and there's times like, man, I don't want to feel like doing it. I'm too tired. And I feel like if I give up now, it's like, man, how would that make me feel with other people? It's like, fuck, if my daughter can Luna can can beat cancer, I can beat this. Yeah. It's like if she can do it, I can fucking do it. But you have but you have real real situations going on, man. No. And, and that's I know I did. I'm telling you, I, I don't know how you do it, man. Like props to you, dude. Maybe you're built differently. You're, man, you're, dude, I think people tell me like, how do you do it? But I, I can just think of right now. Just I just have that mental game. Like like really? I'm just very mentally strong. How did you get there? I don't know. I just been through a lot of shit, and and I don't know like what I, how it is. But I just I felt like I don't know. It's something just snapped in my head. And I felt like. I gotta fucking do it. I gotta fucking do it. Because we talked just about this earlier, man. Even even before the podcast, man. Where I was like, dude, like, um, you didn't grow up with with a dad, and then I I know plenty of people that didn't. You know what I mean? But yet, you grew up to be a realized man with goals, ambitions, and this love for your family 
Dude, where, where, where does that come from? Did, did you raise yourself? Did you get that from your mom? Because I know I got props to moms out there, seeing, especially single moms. But dude, it's an entirely different thing when you're raising a man. I felt like my mom was really tough. I felt like my dad pussied out. Sorry, so? sorry yeah. to say, but yeah. I felt like he couldn't deal with my mom. I think my mom was more, she wears the pants. Right. And I think my dad pussied out. And kind of like, I don't want, don't want this life. Right. So I felt like when I, with that hard, like, tough it, like, suck it up, tough it up. Yeah. That was from my mom, that from that old school mentality. Because, dude, I think there should be more old school guys like you, man. You know what I mean? You're, you're a young dude and everything, but I'm telling you, man, there's, there's, it's too easy to cut, to pussy out and, and to really, like, just well, let, let other people Yeah, I mean, it's hard. It's hard. Like, let's talk about that. Let's talk about society, what's going on with, like, everything's, everyone's entitled. I don't yeah. like the word entitled. Like, well, I had, I deserve it. How, what do you mean you deserved it? But, but, but you know that if, if anybody has any reason to bitch and complain, it's probably be someone like you. But I see that mostly the people that don't do that are the ones who've had it pretty rough, dude. Because I'll, I'll keep it one hundred. I'll keep it one hundred with you. Yeah. I had, a, I had a pretty, I had a nice life. I had a cushy life, dude. Mm -hmm. I had, my, I was lucky to have parents that I did and everything. So my, my thing was different. You know what I mean? So then, I always had someone who was on my ass who taught me what, what definitively what it was to be a man you know what I mean and that's why I'm like in awe of people who didn't have that because man that was instrumental in my life in order for me to figure out things quicker I think but I think that you and I we're in the same place dude we're just as Mexican as we are American we're a couple generations deep we have dreams we have the kind of we, we we're aiming for no collar jobs you know what i mean we're creating a space for ourselves dude you're you're creating a, a a program from a to z dude who taught you this shit no one no one no one who give you that little fucking scratch or little itch to, to say i need to do a podcast because my story needs to be told because dude where we come from dude it's about minding your own business shut the fuck up live under the radar because your deal might be illegal you know what I mean? It's, I think I think it comes with immigration and also Catholicism. Like Catholicism, like you need to fucking watch your mouth. You need to be meek and humble and everything. But dude, I, I see nothing of that in you. There's no there's no fabric of that in you, dude. How and why? Fuck, because I don't know. It's just uh, I feel like no fucks given. Really? No fucks given. I felt like well, you tell me to be this and this and this, but I can't. So you want me to be just like, just not shut the fuck up and just like for you to rule my life where I can't do this, I can't do that. And now we're living in a society where you have social media, TV and everything. And now everyone's getting having their eyes open where I feel like the newer generation are, are walking over the older generation. It's like, it's, it's, it's yeah. a battle. Yeah. It's a battle. Yeah. But I feel like when my mom's like tells me this, this, that we shouldn't do this. I look. That's your old school mentality. This yeah. is the new generation, which is me. Then you have the millennials and all that stuff. I think we're considered what? The X generation? The X, yeah. Yeah, so I feel like generation I know more old school but new school, but you have to adapt. You have to adapt, but one thing I've never heard you can really do is, is, is full on complain or say that life isn't fair. Dude, you seem to take shit the way I'll it I'll complain happens. at work like, fuck, this motherfucker's lazy. You know, yeah. but I have, to, I have to man up, you know? Or it's like, you know, like there's times you want to complain, but I feel like I complain in my mind. But, you know, like, you want to be humble at the same time. But it's like, you know what? Suck it up. I have a big problem with that, dude. How do you reduce the time of you losing your shit, getting composure, and, 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 and just making making a decision where, dude, the shit's going to work out because I'm going to make it work out? Um, if I have a situation like that, you know, like if it's at work with the kids, with the podcast, if I have too much, I'm doing like 40 things at once. Okay. I know it's like, you know what? Let me sleep on it. Let me drink a beer. 
or, or take an edible because I take edibles too. Yeah, yeah. I don't I smoke out like I used to. Yeah. I take an edible just to relax my mind and yeah. fill my body. So when I wake up, I feel like very like like confident. Feel like we're like oh refreshed. Now it's ready to conquer the world. Dude, but I think that, that comes with coping mechanisms, dude, because a lot of us don't have those, dude. I, again, I'm, I'm still working on those, dude, because I freak the fuck out all the time because, again, this is my own money going to this beer, dude. This is, this is my third company. I go all in. Yeah. You know I'm, what I mean? I'm scared like that, too, when I do the podcast. It's like, it's like my girl tells me sometimes or other people, but the people DM me every fucking night. Every fuck. I just, right. I'll tell you what happened earlier. What people were telling me, like, you don't even get paid for the podcast. What the fuck you, you think, like, you should get paid? If you're gonna, if you're thinking about money first, get the fuck out of the game. You don't belong in the game. You don't belong in the game. I mean, it's it, gonna I mean, come. That means you don't understand the game. Yeah. Yeah. Like when you say to me earlier, like when I do the podcast, do I love? Do I, is it like a love and a hobby? It's both. Yeah. I love it, and I feel like to me, it kind of holds me down because I could be doing stupid shit, or I could be whatever, but I'd rather be doing this and understanding, get to know people, and socialize, and and build build a connection with you then you have other connections and I want your listeners to to follow me and I want my listeners to follow you right so it's like a little cross path well see that is that is the only way to do it and people don't understand this is hard work dude look my my situation has been a little different because people have been asking me for the secret sauce like dude <laughs> how, did, how did you do it do you need this do you need that like I'm down to help everybody dude but you know what I can't tell people how to avoid certain pitfalls because dude I'm not trying to hold information I give I give the information that I have to people that that, that I care about you know what I mean yeah there's some other I'm like I don't even listen I'm like yeah sure dick figure it out but most people they come they come with a kind heart dude because they don't want to suffer but bro look you need to put in the work you need to suffer you need to put in put in the time it's gonna be it's going gonna, it's gonna to be aggravating. I mean, you looking for parking for 30 minutes outside of my building is aggravating. But no you know complaints. What? I was like, fuck it. I still came. But, but you still came. Because you know why? Because I didn't give up. But it's, I guess it, but it's that whole thing. I guess like 90% of the success is showing up. But it, fucking Woody Allen said that or something? Yeah. I, I, I agree. Because, dude, it is, it is true. Because it's lonely up here, dude. People actually doing it, it's lonely. I think you can put in your hand among your peers actually doing it at your level. At your level. Because you're sixty something episodes deep, not a lot of people are in it, dude. Like I've seen people go three deep and they're that's it. You know what I mean? But for you, you have. I think my big question is, dude, what is your vision for for, for your podcast? I mean, what, what do you want to share with the world? Because you obviously have an op- opinion and you ha- and you want to say something. Wait, that's a good thing you said. Like of my vision, my vision. Because I thought about this for months and months and months. And people tell me, what is your podcast about? Is this like it's? I feel like my podcast is about redemption, about getting a second chance. Right. It's about getting the guesses that that gets Mega Man's heart, and I want them on because their story is so like like fresh and genuine, and I want their story to be told. So because I want them to be more relevant, or I feel like something I have a gut feeling about him, he's gonna he's gonna get big, or, or that podcast's gonna get big, or this and this, and I I just feel it like with this beer, like you're scared to take a chance, but you're fucking doing it. I did it because, man, honestly, I think the only way you really do something is when you pit yourself into a corner and say, dude, I have no choice. Yeah. Like, for you, it's a burning desire to be listened to, to, to have some redemption because, look, dude, we've had similar backgrounds. I think you've had a little harder than I have. I used to be fucking homeless. Again. I, I lived in my car, living in my storage. When my girl kicked me out with my kids, my kids like, where the fuck are we going to live at? 
and we're leaving our cars and I was working overnight and fucking like I would check up every hour to see the kids were okay in my car I would have my ignition on because it was in the summer I would put the uh, the ignition on for the air conditioner with the ignition on where my kids are still fucking sleeping again again that fucking like this innate thing that you have in you dude to handle your business you had to. I think it's the acumen that you need to do anything else. Because if you do it in life, and you're, you're, and you're the, the chips are stacked up against that that much against you, and you say, "Fuck this shit," I'm gonna do it anyway. Yeah. I'm gonna do the best that I can. You, you you can you cannot not not succeed. And at the same time, you're saying like you had you're in the corner. I was in the corner. My mom and my my dad turned their backs on me. You're on your own. Even though, like, well, you have your grandkids. You're on your own. But, but again, dude, you have you have real problems, dude. Like, I don't think you understand the severity of your problems, or maybe like my problems are definitely like a fraction of what <laughs> yours are, or maybe it's perspective. You know what I mean? Because, dude, like my my life, my life has been cool, dude. I've been looking to have good parents and stuff and all that. I had a brother. Um, I had parents. Again, my parents gave a shit about me. They invested in and in, 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 like um, in school. Were they perfect? Fuck no. You know what I mean? There are times where they, they could have gotten a divorce and this and that, and it, but they somehow they worked it out, and they're still together and everything. But I take a lot of that for granted. But when I hear, that's why it's important to hear your stories and stuff, and, and that's why I tune into your podcast and stuff because to hear someone like you with the stuff that you have um, in front of you, and you're still not only are you doing it, but you're fucking rocking it, and you're doing something that you're passionate about. Because look, dude, what do they say? The cemetery has is filled with motherfuckers with regrets. You're not going to regret shit because, dude, I think we're on the same page. And I think I, I see this in the eye of everybody that's doing something that is extra. You know what I mean? Not just paying the bills. This is We're talking extra. Dude. This is a love or passion, a, a passion project kind of thing. Is that they're, they're, there's no other choice. I'm going to do this anyway in some kind of form. You know what? Because it's in me. And those are the people. It's lonely up here, dude. It's yeah. fucking lonely, dude. And I'm telling you, dude, that's why, like, I wish I could just grab Mega Man and, t- and sit on down and say, look, dude, continue to do your shit, dude, because because <laughs> I'm, the, I'm a shitty boss to myself, and I don't say these, say these things to myself, and I wish I did. Because when, you, when you're on your own and stuff, and when you're when you're isolated, running your own business and stuff, you're your own worst boss. I'm a terrible boss to myself. I'm very hard on myself because I think that I need to be. You're a perfectionist. I'm a perfectionist, but I shouldn't. I shouldn't. But I talk to other people, and I'm like... Don't be a perfect. I, I I give the advice that I wish I was hearing myself. You know what I mean? And I think that, but with your podcast, you're doing just that. Like if that mother, if fucking Steven, that motherfucker can do an overnight thing and still take care of an autistic child, why am I tripping because I have a hangover? You know what I mean? Or like, or like, oh yeah, my my, my, my phone bill was a little bit late because because I was <laughs> I was waiting on a check and my, my life just fucking fell apart. Man, or, or I lost a client. I've dude. been awake since 10:30 p.m. last night and I'm still active right now. Dude, because I'm more focused. Because I'm focused on the guests, not about me. It's about you. Because you're on fire, dude. You're in your zone. I'm on the zone. You're in the zone. So that's why. So that's why, like, try to explain. I feel like, like I see a big smile on your face right now. Do you try to explain that to anybody that doesn't get what your podcast is about? Dude, you can't explain that that, that, that smile. Like, bro, I wish you can get into into my head <laughs> and feel what I'm feeling now because I'm in fucking euphoria, dude. Because <laughs> I'm living my shit. And again, like mentioning mentioning the cemetery, dude. A lot of people die without even trying stuff because they're worried about whether the people are going to say Should've, it. Shoulda, coulda, woulda. Who gives a fuck? 
So, so what? So you have, you have an off podcast, maybe this one, <laughs> or, or like someone talks shit to you or whatever, or someone doesn't get it, dude, who cares? Because the thing is, you're leaving a legacy behind. Again, going back to this beer, I felt yes. the same way, dude. I want to leave something behind. Just so if this succeeds or fails, dude, I want to be like, I, at least I gave it a shot. This, this little can right here, dude, I fucking did it. I ran out of money a couple times during the project and everything. I had to do stuff myself, dude. I, I couldn't get the professionals that were helping me out to do the thing for me, dude. I did it myself. And I didn't bitch and complain about it because when you're really in the, at a point where like there's no option but just to do it, funny, the complaining goes away. But when you have 10, 10, fucking, 10 to 15 options of like how I can pussy out and not do this thing, you're going to take, take, I'll take nine from column A and fucking four from column B. <laughs> excuses for days but when you have to do when your when your child is there waiting for you to, to be fed I need to wrap this shit up I need to go do it but you know what I got a podcast I need to make sure that she's taken care of it so that everything is 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 rounded off and you're a happy person because if yeah. you're, you're not oh, a happy yeah. person if you're not doing this I'm like three days advanced because if my kids send you I'm thinking about okay I'm gonna get the grocery boom 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 I'm making moves and stuff so I can have this free time like how we're doing it right now Again, the big question: Who teaches us this? No one taught me. I taught myself. But you go, but you go in there with confidence, saying, "You know what? I'm going to give this a shot." If I fuck up, I fuck up, just like you. If your beer doesn't make it, your beer doesn't make it. But at least you try it. That's most the same people, thing with podcasts. Most people don't even think that way, dude. Most people are like, "It didn't go my way the first time. I'm done. I was embarrassed." Shit, you look, dude. Look, I, I can I can point out the things that are imperfect uh, imperfect about my beer. But the thing is, I don't want to dwell on those things, dude. The thing is, this is the first run. It was it was supposed to be a little bit rougher on the edges in terms of the packaging and everything because yeah, it, it's a lot more expensive when when you really decide and say, okay, you know what, this is the beer. I'm gonna do a shrink wrap can or I'm gonna do a printed can and everything. Dude, your costs go up. And again, I paid this for myself. You know what I mean? Thank you to my wife, to my mom and my dad who helped me out um, financially and also like more mostly morally. You know what I mean? To keep going. Um, so the thing is, to bring it to bring it all the way, all the way full circle to the beer. Um, this was supposed to be the first version. I was supposed to just kind of get it out there a little bit, get, have some people like you, people who really know their shit, oh, taste yeah. it and stuff, and kind of get your feedback, tweak it a little bit, and then really come out. But you know what? I started going to places like Sarah's Market, who, dude, embraced me oh, right yeah. from the fucking dude. I show up, not even know what the fuck I'm doing. I go up to Steven and I'm Sarah. I'm like, I come up with my little beers. I'm like, hey guys, I have a beer from East LA, and they're like. Dude, we already know what the fuck's about you. We've been following you in this and that, dude. We'll take three. And I'm like, I didn't, I didn't even know how to price it, dude. Did you, did you let them try it first to see if they like it? First? They were like, dude, they were so fucking gangster and cool. They were like, you know what? We'll take it sight unseen. We're down to help you out. You know what I mean? Because they're the kind of people that, that are supportive. People like you who are supportive of things that they find interesting or find, or find that... That, that, that resonates with them you know what I mean and they're such fucking sweethearted and the thing is they're changing the game just like you're changing the game by you give, show, uh, showing people your life and being vulnerable and, and taking that kind of stance they're showing people how to really do the foodie shit bringing in some interesting shit to come to the hood yeah. Yeah, Ace Barbecue I was there I got a story for you on that so I was at Ace Barbecue at Sarah's Market last week I think it was on a Wednesday I think Wednesday or Thursday and they had a last can of your beer and I wanted to get it, but there was a guy looking at your beer. And it's like, you know what? I already tried that beer. You know yeah. what? Have a new customer try his beer. That's and it's awesome. like, you know, it's like, hey, there was a last can. I was like, how come you didn't get it? It's like, let a new customer get it. Cause you know what? Then 
then if he likes the beard, then you have a new fan. You know what? You know what, dude? And, and, and this this one makes me happy and it makes me smile. You know what? You're happy. Yeah. You're fucking happy. Dude, I like... you know, Because it's dude, not no, no, reading it. I'm dude, telling no, you, no, man. No, no, I'm telling you. No, dude. I, don't take that for granted, dude. Look, there are a lot of sour motherfuckers out there, dude. Yeah. I'm telling you, dude. Steve, look. I'm telling you, dude. You're happy? That's that's very, very... Um, I, I don't even know what the, what the word is. It's, it's very <laughs> inspiring to me. Because the thing is, dude, I've seen some shit and everything. And the, the thing is, I could, I could have really fallen the entitlement business. You know what I mean? But you know what? It's not about that because... I admire people that do it for themselves and people who don't have a handbook because by having a, by having parents, dude, someone give you a handbook like, dude, this is the, this is the way you do it, and you you fucking like, <laughs> yeah. you like took pieces here yeah. and you and you you put together a book, a little Frankenstein book, of how to put these pieces together. And, and the thing the thing is, I think that I envy that. I envy the balls to say. Geronimo, let's go. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because for me, dude, I'm, I'm a little too thought out and I hold on to things. This beer should have been, probably been, should have been out a year a year ago. But like, I wanted like, to make sure it was the but right... But I feel like now Ooh. with this beer, this is your year. I hope so, dude. I know. I, know. I, hope, I, know. So. I not hope so. I know so. Because me, where I like your beer. You have Mo from Craft Beer Kings. Sarah, you got the heavy hitters. You're doing whatever you can to spread it out. And with me liking this beer... I get DMs like, hey man, where did you get the beer at? It's like, I got Sarah's, I got here, whatever. Yeah. I mean, when the first time I had your beer was at Craft Beer Kings when I put a story. Because right. I was on my way to do a podcast with Diplo Somatic Podcast. Right. And we're buying six pack. We tried your beer. And thank you, dude. Shit. And you know we did whatever we can to promote and all that. And I thought, like, man, I have another six pack. I'm going to drink it. And I was like, man, I see our markets. And I was like, I had your beer. But when I saw the customer buy, he was like, hey, you know what? You take it. And you know what? And look. And the thing is, you need to get more props for something. You put your own money down. You buy the fucking beer from the from, from the shelf. Dude, hey, dude, I'm telling you, you you're not you know. I, I had a blog, and everybody was ready to get free shit. Dude, you put your money where your mouth is and where your podcast I is. Back it up, dude. I was like, oh shit. To be honest, I was like, oh fuck, Mega Man bought two fucking six pack from Mo. Oh shit, that's fucking dope. It's fucking awesome. Yeah. Sorry, that's my dog right there. It's all good. I, 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 bring, I bring my dog Chella everywhere again, dude. It, co- <laughs> it comes with, it comes with like being, being like pretty much doing your own thing, dude. I, I, I need the company, and I'm sure it's lonely for you too and everything. So yeah. she helps me out, dude. My wife helps me out. Um, but overall, dude, I'm happy that you're happy doing your thing, dude. Because dude, I, I see a lot of people that are not happy, even even when they're doing their thing. They're miserable. I, they're like, it's not happening fast enough. I think enough. in a way, people are feel like they're feel like they're happy on in, on social media, but they're not happy in real life. But to me, I can be happy without social media. Let me ask you something. What's your take on social media? Because I see a lot of people like take a shit on it, and they're not into I it. I used to be on social media a lot like that, and, you know, and I'm trying to get off it. But the only way I use social media is just to promote the episodes of the podcast. Yeah. So what I always do is, since I have two Instagrams, and people go are going on Instagram more on Facebook, yeah. I like to promote my podcast on my on my personal one, where I can retag it on my personal one, so yeah. being both whatever and stuff. And since I already have my audience is building up little by little, you know, it's it's both, you know. Right. And I just want to do is a social media. You know, I, I know the thing where I, you know it tells you on your iPhone you've been on social media 13 minutes, 13 hours. And I don't want to be on it. So what I always want to do is I want to be on social media when my girls, when my, when my ladies at work or my kids are at school. But yeah. when the, when my kids are off and they're off, 
I want to try to calm it down. Gotcha. So it used to be 13 hours, now it's like to five hours. Gotcha. And I just want to, you know, and, and you're missing the whole world. You're missing the world's passing you by. I agree. You know what I mean? Because I think that people take a shit on social media a lot and everything, but I think it's very, dude, use right. It's so powerful. You can start revolutions. You can get, dude, you can get people to go and support your beer, dude, because this is, um, the support that I got was a creature of Instagram. Just getting my friends, again, people like you and, and the Bo's, the Sarah's, the Ramirez Liquors and all that other stuff, dude. Just by them hearing about that I'm doing something from East LA and I'm doing something positive. I would love to have you on Long Beach, man. Like at California Heights Market. I see, know my boy Frank, dude. See, that's the thing. Well, the thing is, I, I would love to get there. The thing is, is that some people are still thinking that this is an East LA thing and that it wouldn't, it wouldn't work in, in Long Beach and all that stuff. Oh, it and, work. I'll, I'll, I, I'll promote the shit out of you. Again, um, because I'm at Pizza Nista and I try to get into Pizza Nista and, and the Long Beach and stuff. They're like, oh. Let's, let's give it oh, a shot right there, first. Yeah. Well, let's yeah. give a shot first in downtown and this and that and all that. Again, shout out to them and everything for, for giving me a shot and everything. But like, um, it's, it's it's a convincing thing. You know what I mean? About about um, convincing folks that, that, that this is a viable product outside of the east side, of the dominant Latino area. I think like I live in Long Beach and I know all the breweries. I know all the dive bars. I feel like your beer will fit right in with Fourth Street. You have the Four Horsemen. You have Stash Bar. You have Ferns, Red Room, you have the uh, Four Street Vine, yeah. you have V Room, you have the Hawk Bar. These are all hipster bars, everything, Reno Room. I feel like your 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 beer would be perfect for Four Street. In see, my, my eyes. See, again, this is this is why you're the expert, and that's why, like, dude, to be real with you, dude, I'm the only person running this, this company from A to Z. I'm very, very, I, my wife has been helping me um, with different things and stuff and all that. She's been immensely supportive, my parents as well. And then also, I actually had I brought in a, 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 a cool strategic partner. You know him, Ray Ricky Rivera from SoCal Cervecedos. He's responsible for, for really like union, like bringing together all the all the Latino brewers and, and and home brewers and all that, and really really representing for the scene and pushing the scene within our space and stuff and all that. And I'm like, look, I need someone that's that has that kind of influence and knows this shit he's a home brewer and stuff and all that i need some help dude because it's tough doing this by yourself dude i, I did from a to z dude um i would go work after i sold my company and everything i would go work consult a little bit make a little money put it put into the research and development of this thing run out of money go do it again rinse and repeat kind of shit you know what i mean and then finally um i came to the point where like okay we honed down the recipe because we wanted to get something that was very drinkable, balanced, not super hoppy and everything. Again, I want to go with a lager, but a lager is a totally different kind of type of operation. You can easily fuck that up. So I want to go with, but I didn't want to pussy out and do like, like a like a regular, whatever beer. So I go, I'm gonna try something a little bit challenging. Try a pale ale, 100% Centennial hop pale ale because I didn't want to bring in too many different hops because then you start messing with the, with the, the combination, then messing with the chemistry and the taste profile of different beers. Keep it simple, stupid, right? That's, that's, that's always the thing. Yeah. So um, I decided to go with Centennial because it was a very clean thing. My boy, my uh, my partner, um, Tim McDowell, uh, McDonald, he used to be at um, Highland Park Brewing for a while. Oh, yeah. He was there for about a year and good a half. Good brewery. Dude, yeah. Very good brewery and stuff. They really take their stuff seriously. He was at Calusa over in, in Sarasota, and now he's at Midnight Brewing over in Atlanta. Um, very serious guy, and um, he was pretty much like, okay, because... Again, with the home brewing, a lot of props to the home brewers and everything because it's an art and it's a science. So I leave, I leave, I leave the artists and the scientists to do that thing. You, we're, we're, we're the same. We know what a damn good beer tastes like. Oh, fuck yes. Even though I, if I don't know how to make it, I can tell you what's wrong with your fucking beer. 
I've been around it, and I, and I, and I, and I kind of know what I'm talking about as you. Mm-hmm. So then I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna. I, I need. I need someone to help me out with this thing. Like, I don't have three, four years to hone down a recipe because I'm taking it seriously. I'm just gonna throw some shit out there, or whatever. Um, so then Tim um, was my guy, and I'm like, hey, dude, come up with something that's very drinkable, West Coast style, uh, very balanced, supremely crushable at, at about five to six percent. He's like, I think I know what you're talking about. He's like, I'm gonna I'm gonna create a, a, a beer for you that's a pale ale, that's gonna be that's gonna have a, the body of a pilsner. The, the, the depth of, a, of an IPA, but the chillness of a pale ale. So it's not going to be an extra hoppy beer and everything because you know what? It's expensive. More margin to screw it up. And some of these guys, man, they have it down, dude. I'm not, I don't want to compete against these quote-unquote capital C craft beer people because, dude, they're in a, a league entirely of their own. You've tasted everything, dude. The sours are incredible. Some, 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 uh, some of these hazies are out of, out of control and they're expensive to make. Oh, yeah. I would say probably maybe like 70% of the beer is shit, but that 30%, dude, you have to come out, out the gate swinging hard. You got Electric Brewing, right? Monkish, 8-Bit. I mean, dude, all these different guys coming out. Dude, you got to know what the fuck you're talking about, and you got to really come out heavy-hitting. You can't be mediocre anymore. A lot of people got have gotten over being mediocre, you know what I mean? Not that I'm trying to be stellar or mediocre. I'm not, dude, what, one thing that I want, I want a very straightforward beer. Again, California, bilingual kind of thing. Just because, like you did, I want to leave something behind. And hopefully, and thank you, for everybody, for your support for the beer and stuff. I want to leave a legacy brand. You know what I mean? I want to stay independent as long as possible. But, dude, it's almost impossible to continue this and continue to scale on your own. So if there's any kind of investors or anything, it's got to be very strategic and it's got to be thought out. I'm not going with any, any jackass that's going to throw some money at me. I've had a couple people throw throw a little cash at me, but they wanted like something like ridiculous, like seventy percent of my company. Motherfucker, go back to work. I might as well go back to a corporate job because you know what, dude? At seventy percent, if I only have thirty percent ownership, why are you talking to me? I have no decision making. So if you have fifty-one percent of ownership, then we can talk all day because I still have that at least a little bit one. If you can take sixty, keep sixty percent, I'm down. Now you're talking to the right person because I've seen Shark Tank. I've seen I've done the homework. I've seen a Shark Tank. People come in. I'm like they're like I have 20% of my of my ownership on my company. And they're like, why in the fuck are we talking to you? Bring in the 80% person because even if we do a deal here, you really can't say the yay or nay. You got to go back to your fucking to your bosses because at 70% they're your bosses, dude. You want to be your own. You want to be the own boss. But it's hard. You know it's hard. It's an investment, dude. Like the investment's heavy, dude. I paid from. The cans to the brewing to the to the labels to the design and everything and again, I had to I had to I had to design the can, dude. I, again, it's like a little bit rough around the edges and stuff. I like it. Thank you. No, this is perfect. Thank you. Because I mean, it just because the pale, the quail, stands out. Thank you, dude. Because you, you I mean, dude, like the last time you went into Crap Beer Kings, dude, holy shit, you get dizzy. All those, dude. Um, Mo, but dude, things stand out like master. here because it's like boom. Just keep it simple. Keep you know what simple. I mean. I wanted to keep it simple, and again, because um, I saw I, I saw this this label fatigue, man. A, a bunch of people walking into these crap crap beer stores, dude. They don't even know where to start. You know what I mean? See, that's the thing. People are like, oh my god, I'm gonna get that beer because it has a cool design, but the beer tastes like shit. See, I've seen You're a lot of them a like that. I've seen a lot of them like that. And that's the thing. Like, oh my god, they, oh it's a hazy. So I'm gonna get it because it's so good. And it's like, what the fuck? But dude, and now we're talking like some people are twenty two to twenty five dollars a four pack. The most but, I ever spent on a four pack was about sixty bucks. No, seriously, man. Sixty bucks, but it was worth it. What'd you get? Uh, it's some beer I got from uh, 
Washington. No shit. It is pretty good. I forgot the name of it. It was like years ago. No kidding. But now I keep it like 30 and under. But like I said, those four packs, you better save those. Bro, like, I've seen the thing is, is that you're kind of in a catch-22 because some of those hazies don't last that long. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I found something out because I heard from uh, Sarah's oh, okay, Market. Okay, cool. Inside, inside. Okay, All right, cool. Inside, I like it. Inside. inside with Sarah's Market. The owner from Sarah's Market say when you have a hazies, put them upside down. To keep it more balanced and stuff. Don't you think with motherfuckers only shit? Yeah. You know when you have cool. a, a wine you keep on the side, you get that? To keep the cork. Well, with hazies, you keep it upside down and stuff with certain beers. Didn't and they said, that. do not buy beers that are not refrigerated. Like, oh, I want to buy a, a beer that's outside because that beer's already fucking shit. Yeah. That's why I noticed is like when I buy beers, like, oh, I want to buy you. My girl's like, I want to buy you a hazies, but it's outside the cooler. Don't give me that. It's just going to taste different. So, how do I know? I'm gonna say I'm gonna get you a hazy's. I'm gonna get you one that's cool and uncool. You taste the difference. Yeah. And it's like, oh shit, you're right. Exactly. Dude, okay, what do you look for in beer? I look for this is the thing. I, I when we had you on no, no father, no yeah. problem. I look for beginning, middle, end. Gotcha. And I said when yours, you have the middle and the end. So let me drink it one more time. Just a little bit in the beginning. It'll bite you. A little bite you in the beginning. Yeah. You need that little bit, like that little smooth taste, but you have yeah. it middle and the end. Awesome. And that's, again, that's it. That's and that, and that was the whole thing about this first version, dude. Because I get it. To, I need to get it to people like you who know their stuff. Because, yeah. dude, most people don't know their stuff. And I drink this <laughs> shit. I was like, well, what? Because my taste bud. They say when we get older, our taste buds die. Yeah. So to me, these the beer, it's sweeter and sweeter. Yeah. And the thing is, this is the thing. Um, I wanted this beer to be your everyday beer. Where it's not so mm. heavy that it's a special... Because you know what? No, this is perfect. I love special occasion beers, dude, but they're special occasion. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Dude, I'm sure you hold on to some some brews that you've been holding on to a while. You're dying to, you're dying to see what they taste like, but you're like, ah, I should probably hold on to them a little bit. I want my I want you to fucking crush my shit and hopefully go get another six-pack for $10.99. It's hard, you know to find I mean? a, it's hard to find a, me- a good Mexican lager or a good Mexican beer. And I feel like... And I'm, I'm being very straight honest. Yeah. I feel when I went to Sarah's Market, I know you, I loved your beer because when you came, no problem, no problem, we bought a 24. We killed that shit. Fuck, I know. That was in insane. an hour. We killed it. That was insane. And you were like, you were six deep faster than everybody like, quick. Seven deep or Holy eight. Fuck, dude. I but know. it was good. That one and the, oh, was the Olaska, the, the Chavos Guerrero beer. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's my, those two are my favorite. I, I like, I like the label. But the Mexican lager, that, that sweet, weedy flavor, that's, Perfect. Those will be my summer beers. Awesome, man. Because the next the next beer for, for us that, we, that we're working on, um, it's going to be a, a blue corn lager. It's going to be done uh, a collaboration with um, Kernel of Truth. Um, the organic tortilla guys, they're at Sarah's Market. They sell a bunch there. They're from East Sally Boyle Heights. What they're going to do, they're going to give me 50 pounds of this beautiful blue corn that they have, this masa. And uh, I'm going to have um, my, my brewer mess with it he already he already uh, I, give, I sent him a sample he already messed with it we have a rudimentary uh, recipe it's gonna be a, a clean mexican style lager it's, it's gonna be the same color it's not gonna be blue it's, we're going for the taste for the blue lo- for the blue corn mm-hmm. and then um it's gonna be a very very good straightforward again we're going for everyday beers my beers they're, they're craft beer but it's not a craft beer with a capital c 
It's not a precious beer that like, oh, you can't put it in a Michelada, you can't mix it up, you can't do whatever. Dude, you can do whatever the fuck you want with it. You can take it, you can you can take it to your, to your family's barbecue, you can take a carne asada, you want to put it in a Michelada, cool, go, or go ahead, want to put a little lime, go ahead. Um, but I want this to be your everyday beer, dude. Go pick it up like you would pick up like a six pack of Sierra Nevada Pale Ale. Yeah, I like it. You I mean, I, mean? I like it. Like, I was just like, you know, like having this beer, like I said, I, if I had to drive over here to go get your fucking beer, I would for 24 because that's how much I want your beer. And knowing the fact, like, you know, I was like bummed out when I had my last can. I, I posted like, you know, like my last can is like, yeah, we're for reinforcements. But see, but, but I'm glad. But see, again, this, this, is, this is a testament to you as a beer drinker, dude. Like, there's a difference between your special occasion beers, your limited release beers, and your everyday beers. Yeah. You know what I mean? Your everyday beers, I have to be like your go-to. Like, I'm just going to go in and, and check this and this and that. I'm not, I'm, I'm, you can't not compare your everyday beers to your special occasion beers because it's night and day. Yeah. Your everyday beers, I want you to just, at the end, at the end, at the end of your shift or end, end of your, like, end of your, like, your, whatever you're working on, you're looking forward to having that beer. You know what? I like how you said that. He's like, what's, what's your everyday beer? Like, you know, like you like you say, you have your special beers. You have your days where you get off work. You have those are the beers. Summer beers. This, yeah. this, this. That's why, like, I feel like this will be a beer where summer or I get off work beer. And that's, ex- see, and I'm so happy that's music to my ears because that's exactly what I want, dude. I don't I don't need this to compete with 8-Bit, dude. I'm sorry. Or Electric. I can't. Those are like... Monkish, bro. Like, really? Yeah. Dude? Props to Henry and his whole crew, dude. <laughs> and, but, but one thing that, that, that I, I think that that has to you have to give a little bit of more props to Henry is the fact that he went he went he bit his fucking tongue he was about the no IPAs and everything and went to haze it and knocked it out he was gonna close it they were at, I know the whole I know the whole, you know story. The whole story no really yeah okay. I know the story he was all Belgians and stuff all Be- dude yeah he was like like that in the hazies but it was weird like he fired the guy who made the hazies and I was like okay well, I guess it's selling but look what it says long lines long lines long lines it's like this. I rarely give out my beers to certain guests, and you got a monkish and I know. ten miles. I know. I looked at. I'm like, are you sure you want to give this to me? Should <laughs> my girl's like, are you sure you're gonna give that to him? That's a monkish. You waited like an hour in line. It's like, hey, I'll give that beer because I give a fuck about this guy. I appreciate that, man. Because you know what, monkish are the ones doing it right, dude. Because I've had terrible hazies. I've had terrible fucking hazies, dude. The best hazies I ever had is from a Sandbox Brewery in Kingsbury. I don't know about Electric, but those are the Inland Empire. And then any Lampard are really rocking some shit out, huh? And they don't they, fuck they, around. San Gabriel Valley too. They're, they're not I'll, fucking around. Or like a Temecula, but I'm telling you, Kings Brewery and Sandbox. Sandbox, they're like a little brewery, but they have camera leases, long lines out the door. And when you have Mo from Craft Beer Kings, we have Sarah's like, hey, how much can you get for this and this and this? You know, yeah, yeah, and yeah. It, it's it's something like Craft Beer Kings. Mo knows what's up. Yeah, yeah, he, yeah. Of course, Arrow Lodge and all that stuff. But yeah. like with Sarah Market, which the whole story talks about. Why do you have all these craft beers? Because I want people to not get Budweiser's Cross. I want them to experiment and see what's out there with different beers. Yeah, dude. And you know what? The funny thing is, with these craft beers, mine included, dude. And there's a reason why I take pride in this: the ingredients, dude. Dude, it's 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 malt, hops, water, and yeast, dude. That is it. Hell yeah. That is it, dude. You're drinking some natural stuff. There's no additives, nothing, dude. The water is local. The whole thing. You know what I mean? So. I like for people because I'm not encouraged binge drinking. I'm not encouraged like crazy, crazy like getting fucked up and everything and all that. Yeah. Because with these beers, these beers in general now, do some of them are like eight, nine. You can really get fucked up. But my big thing is drink better. You know what I mean? The stuff that you put in your body, 
you got to drink better, dude, because there's, there's all kinds of additives and all kinds of crazy shit yeah. going on with these other beers and everything. Not to knock these other beers, because I drink them too. If you hand me a Mexican beer, a fucking Pacifico or, or Corona, whatever, dude, I'm not, I'm not the prick that's going to be like, oh, no, no, pinky up. I, I can't drink this shit. No, dude, I'll drink it. It's cool. You know what I mean? But, like, on the daily, I want something that I can really, like, feel cool and feel that I'm not, I'm, I'm not really doing my health a disservice by drinking some cool shit that tastes right again to my to my specifications and everything and i'm doing something that, that will at least make you drink something a little bit better you know what i mean sure it's gonna cost you maybe a dollar more a dollar more than you used to used to like spending i think my my beer is probably like a dollar more than you say like a bohemia that got there or, or any of those again i want to keep a certain price point because I, I can't go i can't go too heavy i want because i want people to buy it and try it and I think that's what's awesome about Sarah's and Moe's and, 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 and Crap Beer Kings and all that. You can pick singles. And, dude, if you like it, then you can go and do your thing. Because it's not like the old school days of getting a CD. You buy a CD, you only like two songs. You're like, fuck the rest of it. You know what I mean? Here you can try and taste because, dude, there's one beer that I tried that was like, whoa. I don't know who did it. The, the Grand Theft Mango. It was a collaboration. I think I think your boy Edgar from uh, Beer Thug Life, my uh, boy. Same game? Grand Theft? No, that was a Cali Tart. Oh. The other uh, one, it, uh, it was like, like Grand, it was eight bit or uh, local craft beers. I, I think, think it was eight bit. I think it was the one with the Grand Theft Auto. Yes, that's eight bit. I was. That's good, dude. That's sour. That's sour mango. Holy shit, dude! Uh, again, look. I'm gonna tell you, look. Most of the time when I try to hazy, I'm like, uh, I don't know. You know what I mean? Because look, to be real with you, they make me fart. I don't know what it is. Oh, they make me fart. They, 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 they give me. They, they, they give me the farts. You know what I mean? So then, like, someone handed me this thing. Uh, it was at Coachella. At the at the at the uh, home brewers thing. I was over. supposed to go, but I'm gonna go next. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go balls. Deep. Dude, go balls. You should you should like um, broadcast live from fucking from the. I was spot. thinking about that. I was thinking about you that. Should do that. But then I have my baby and stuff. But I felt like my girl's like, you want to go? It's like, man, these are like, if I go, we should do a podcast. Like walk around with like a microphone right here talking. Like, hey, what's up? You know. I think it would kill it. I think it would kill it, because uh, um, Ray uh, Ray Rivera got me um, for the VIP. Dude, I'm walking in there. We have people walking in with fucking like wrapped cars and like these these tubs with like branded materials and stuff to so shout out to those guys um i'm walking in with my fucking like with this little u-haul uh um uh what's it called dolly that that, that I, I i somehow ended up with i think i inherited from from like a move or something or whatever i'm walking in with my beers dude. again i'm out of class dude but like i'm there doing my thing and this and that and then one of the guys was like hands me the grand theft uh grand tart whatever yeah. Uh, and then they're like, try this. I go, what is that shit? I go, like, it's a hazy. I'm like, I'll try it just because it's fucking Edgar from Beer Thug Life. Shout out to fucking Edgar. I'm going to have him on later. I know you are. So I'm like, I'm only going to try because of his ass. You know what I mean? Because, dude, hazy's giving me the fart shit. I'm going to be farting the whole time. Not a good time to be fucking trying to trying to, uh, trying to to show my beer off a little bit while I'm farting in front of you. I'm like, I'm going to try it, dude. I took it. I'm like, whoa, this is good. You can actually taste the mango. It almost like mango pureeage kind of it's thing. It's good. And it's a sour, but not the kettle sours that are kind of like uh-uh. a bullshit sour. This is like a mango, like sour like, good. Oh, whoa. When it's super cold, perfect. Before we get to all that, let's yeah, take yeah. a break for of a course, second. Of course, yes. All right, we're back on right now. We took a little beer break, but uh, I got to, for, um, for my audience, 
how do you how did you get into the record business for a little for a little bit oh man dude um that was you're taking me way back dude um this is like 1996 or so uh-huh. and dude i was just getting out of school dude initially i i needed to find out what the hell i was going to do with my career yeah everybody was pushing me to law school dude dude it wasn't it wasn't in me dude i tried doing the lsats and everything dude again it just wasn't a part of me dude so i was, I was like you know i'm gonna take a year off i'm gonna see what's going on and my folks were like well you better get a job you better do something you know and then um, during during the time at school, I was doing a couple of internships. Um, I did one with Rogers and Cowan, which was cool. I did music, and I mean, I did TV and stuff and all that. But then I started I started interning at Billboard Records. Mm-hmm. I mean, Billboard Magazine. Sorry, and that was cool and everything. But I thought I wouldn't be a writer and everything. But I'm like, this is not moving me. So then, dude, one day I went and looked at the back of my CDs, and I'm like, well, shit, I've been hearing about internships, um, and they'll give you credit to go and work for free, but you get to work at, with different different companies that you're interested. in. I'm like, all right, dude, I'm gonna give it a shot. So I went to a professor, I'm like, hey, uh, her name was Margie McTeer. She's like, look, you need to go over and get an internship. Go to the library. There are a bunch of, bunch of different like notebooks. Find one. So I was looking around, looking around, looking around, and I saw one for Interscope. And I'm like, Interscope? I go, that's, I know, I know that record company. I went back to my, my dorm, because I was in the dorms at the time. And then I'm like, wow, wait a minute. Interscope, they got Death World Records. I'm like, I'm going to try for that Interscope one. So I tried it. Dude, everybody open arms with working for free baby they're like I'm, I'm willing to work for free I'm working 20, 20 hours I was putting myself through school working 40 hours I, I don't know where I was going to get 20 hours dude I go I want to work 20 hours they're like dude come done I was at Inter- Interscope Records for a little bit then uh, Death World Records they were they were a part of it and, and it opened up right around the time that I was there I found that very interesting I'm like oh I'm going to start doing some stuff for them Interscope was doing a lot of stuff for Death World because they were just up and coming the Chronic Drop Death Dog Food from the fucking um from uh, uh, um, the dog pound came out. Wow, this is insane! It suddenly got scary because you know, if you know the story of Death Row Records and everything, oh, yeah. Chuck Knight was a de- very intimidating guy and everything. The guy I was working with got beat up, and I was like, okay, I need to get out of here. So I, I found out that there was a job opening over at Priority Records, which is known for NWA, Westside Connection, um, Masterpiece, No Limit Record. We distributed for them, Rockets Records. They did most, uh, most Dev, uh, Talib Kweli, Black Star, all that stuff. Duck Down Records. We did a bunch of different... No Limit. No Limit Records, the whole thing. Did We did all that. And that was my first real, real job. I was there. I was like, man, I'm, I'm just happy to be here and this and that. But then you start knowing that the music business is a business before it's the music, right? It's a music business. It should be business music. So then um, you hang out with the artists and this and that, dude. Um, it, it's great and all that, but you get tired. Long hours. Definitely a bunch of people that want to take over your job for less than you're making and everything. The proverbial people lining up around the block to, to, to take your job and this and that. Dude, I kind of got burned out. Dude, Napster came in, blew a whole asshole into, into the music industry. It took a nosedive. I was like, I got to do something else. Um, I, I got into advertising for a little bit. That was cool and everything, but I missed music. I went over to this place called D-Baron Mu- Media. We did Latin music. We did Shakira. We did Enrique Iglesias. All these different people. It was Amadi and all that stuff. Uh-huh. That was cool until I, I, I decided to start my own company with my partners. Three Collective, we did everybody from Juanes to Becky G to Los Lonely Boys, everybody. Los Lonely Boys? Los Lonely Boys, we did everybody, dude. We did La Santa Cecilia, everybody that's in Latin music that was hot, we did them. And I recently, um, I sold my company for about, probably maybe about five years ago. I wish I made more money off that, but I decided to use my money and to go into beer because I was like, dude, I need to do something else. Freaking the fuck out. I'm like, what am I going to do? Beer was a hobby that I had. Um, I had friends who were home brewers and this and that. My boy um, was a beer buyer for, for Whole Foods for a while and this and that. I shot the shit. I had a website called In The Suds. <coughs> I met a bunch of people. I found that I could do it myself. I didn't need a, a million dollar brewery to do this. 
I decided to connect with some people that were already brewing and stuff. Um, I decided to um, have my boy do a recipe for me. These guys up north in California, in Northern California, because I tried LA, dude. I tried to get it done anywhere from Mumford, Progress, Angel City, Brew Yard, Indy, you name it. it. Everybody was like, cool concept. They couldn't do it because everybody's at capacity. They could barely keep up with their own shit. Um, even even a, a pie in the sky thing. I, I asked Monkish. They were like, cool concept, but bro, we're up to here, dude. Anyway, um, so then I was like, okay, cool. I need to find someone. So I was like, I need, it needs to happen in California, and it has to happen in San Diego or North California. You're a NorCal guy, the two beer meccas of, of, of the state. Yeah. So I couldn't. Other people in San Diego, they wanted dude 100 barrels minimum. I did. I can't afford that. Way too much money and way too much, way too much stuff because I would have to distribute it myself and sell it. So then I went over to San Jose with these guys that I heard about. I read this this article in Business Journal about this incubator that was helping people, you know, create um, their own um, contract brew businesses and all that. I went hit those guys up. They were more than happy to help me out. Fast forward, probably about a year. Recipe sent over. They helped me tweak it a little bit. Um, we produced it. Service de Mundial. This is, a, uh, is, is the name of the company. Uh-huh. The first beer, La Colorniz, the Quail Pale Ale, in, in, in honor of the, of the California State Bird. It's a Pale Ale, 5.1 ABV. It's a, it's a drinkable, sessionable kind of thing. It doesn't fuck you up all the way. Yeah. Like all these crazy 8, 9% beers. It's your everyday beer, craft beer with a lowercase c. If you put it in a Michelada, I'm not tripping. I want this to be your everyday go-to beer. When you're out of work, you're looking for this. Your special occasion beer, go pay for your for, for your four packs that are 25 bucks. Enjoy those. But your everyday beer, your 10.99, 11.99 beer, that's mine, um, six pack. Enjoy it. Pale ale, very straightforward. You can actually eat with it. Again, I like it. I'm not going over people's heads, and I'm hugely, hugely thankful for getting the Mega Man approval. You know your shit. The fact that I got a thumbs up from you and, and you oh, brought yeah. it around to all the different podcasts and all that. I did my best. Whatever I can do at the time, I was like I said, I was trying to promote the podcast and stuff. And I just wanted like, I want to promote your beer. Not because it's like, oh, because you're my boy. Because I know. And I already know this beer. I mean, little tweaks here and there. But it, it, you're going to fix it. I don't give a care. Yeah. But it's fucking smooth as fuck. And I, I mean, drink it. Once I start drinking your fucking beers, it gets sweeter and sweeter. Yeah. That's my taste, bud. Well, dude, I'm glad you, glad you say all that because that, that was exactly what we wanted. Dude, you're the market. You're our benchmark. You know what I'm saying? So, really, I want to I want to introduce new craft beer people to this beer. I don't want to go over people's heads, dude. I want it to be a very solid, natural ingredients, California, West Coast-style beer that's got enough Latino influence, Mexican-American, because I'm calling it the first Mexican-American pale ale. Why? Because I'm Mexican-American, it's pale ale, and it's from East LA. Why the fuck not? And, and I like that, how you say it, the first Mexican-American, because me being Mexican, and I know I get this shit a lot because I don't speak Spanish, but, you know, I want to get in debt, you know, into the, the Mexican culture and know, you know everything. And that's why one of the reasons why when I have my girlfriend, she backs me up and stuff, because I'm learning the cultures as I'm going. And when i said to her like you're gonna be the first mexican to have a a a beer like from east los and everything it's like oh i want that you know and everything like she got butthurt when we drink that 24 pack she's all crying like why are you crying i wanted to be there too man yeah well look dude i I got a 24 pack in the car waiting for you (laughs) because bro dude i i I really 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 um appreciate the support dude everybody everybody's been has been been coming been coming to the table dude everybody's been fucking great dude Shout out to Sarah's Market. Yeah, love Stephen and, and Sarah, dude. They've been so supportive. They were the Much first love. ones to carry carry my beer, dude. And they they advocates for it, dude. Ramirez Liquor, dude. Um, 
the Ramirez family, they've been super supportive, dude. It's been, it's been selling out there as, as well as Sarah's Market. Craft Beer Kings. Craft Beer Kings. Shout out to Mo, dude. He opened the doors open for me, dude. Oh, yeah. And all that, dude. He, I know he takes in a lot of beer and he doesn't take in shit. He, it doesn't take in any bullshit. Shouts to Mo, because check this out, Mo, because I know, I know you probably you do too busy. And you're like Mega Man. You're the first person to buy that beer. It's like, well, yeah, that's my that's my boy, dude. Yeah, dude, and I appreciate that because he was like, he's like, dude, I can whatever I can do to 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 service your beer, dude. Cool. And in fact, he pulled me aside. He's like, look, it's gonna get hard sometimes, but you gotta push to it. I know him, but I don't know him. Know him? Just I just know him from like uh, from acquaintances and everything. Yeah, yeah. And just online from his presence and everything. He's a he's a big figure in craft beer and everything. But I thought that was cool that he pulled me aside. He's like, you know what, dude, you're doing your own thing, dude. I'm supportive, and it's gonna get hard. When you're doing your own thing, you'll take it from me, but just keep fucking going. And here for someone on the retail side, because that is, that is the place where I'm, I'm, I'm like the most vulnerable and the most, the, the place where I think I need to learn the most on the yeah. retail side. Because I know the marketing and, and, and the licenses and all that, I got that pet. The, the thing that I'm a little bit more vulnerable is the retail side and the fact that he told me that and that Sarah's Market also told me like, look, dude, you're going to keep it moving, dude. We're going to support you as best we can. And Ramirez, same thing. Um, I'm, I'm more than grateful, dude, and, and it's been and it's been expanding, dude. Shout out to fucking it's the Silver Lake wine, dude. That's been spreading out to Silver to Silver Lake, and also um, the, the the bottle shop over in Silmar, dude. I'm spreading to San to, as the San Fernando Valley, going to the SGV again with the help of Mo and everything. It has to happen organically, dude. I'm in no hurry to really like push it out a lot. I'm not trying to over overexert myself. I want it to be organic. I want people to gravitate towards it. And thanks to people like you to get yeah. the word out. You dude. know what I was gonna say? <coughs> if I was, if if this was my beer, and this was a six pack, and someone told me how much you think this is in your eyes, honestly, I say this beer would be probably about, I say, I say fourteen ninety nine. Really. 14 or 15.99. Wow, that is huge for you to say that. That's that's because you know, like you have a you know, but this is when it's a craft beer because you put all the effort and passion and and all your you sacrifice everything to make this fucking beer. Yeah. This is why this price should be at by 15 bucks. Yeah. 16. And dude, and and and, and that, I, that, that that that's that's a cheap fucking price for a craft beer. But the thing is, the thing is, you're a fan and you're a real beer guy. I would buy that. You're a beer connoisseur and you put your money where your mouth is, dude. But some people, especially in our in our community and the Latino community, they're used to paying eight ninety nine, nine ninety nine for for a six pack. But you know what, dude? My my beer. But is, that's that is, watered is, is, down is, crappy shit. I want that. I want I want the best of the best. Bro, that's the reason why you drink you drink fucking like like two twelve packs, dude. You end up spending even more money with that bullshit watered down beer. I want that crap, dude. You want less, better, and impactful. You know what I mean, and hopefully that's that's. I'm in the middle, dude. We can still eat with it. It's not gonna entirely fuck you, but it's gonna give you a nice buzz, and it's gonna give you five good. Five point is a five point one. Five point one, dude. Yeah, and the thing is, because it's good ingredients, you're gonna get a, you're gonna get a nice buzz, and you're not gonna get a hangover, dude. Because yeah. the better the booze, the better the ingredient, the better the alcohol, yeah. the less of a chance you're gonna get you're gonna get the, the crazy hangovers because yeah. those are just the additives and all the superfluous shit that they put into the thing. Yeah, when I see when I, when I drink a lot of, like a lot of craft beers, I like to break them down like 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 preschool kindergarten third grade this is like almost like a like a senior kind of college kind of beer thank you that's the thing thank you like, like the coronas the heineken those are like those are kindergarten beers to me yeah i just i'm over that stuff budweiser's i mean i don't want that you could drink a 24 pack and stuff or whatever but seeing the ingredients and seeing like okay you can have them out not cold and you can still drink i don't want that crap i want the best yeah you know because i just matured and i want the best you know the best of beers you have a be you have, you have a, a more developed flavor, flavor profile yeah, dude, yeah. you know what i mean you, you oh, can you can appreciate like, it because i'm more like a stouts and stuff because now i'm getting tired of the, the hazies now yeah i'm getting tired of the milkshakes what's next after hazies and milkshakes i want yeah. 
the best. And that's what was important for me to go with a, a, a classic California West Coast style, like West Coast IP, uh, uh, Pale Ale, because I think people eventually are going to go back to the classics, the stouts, the the, the, the regular the regular uh, uh, amber ales, the the red ales, the the, the, the IPAs and stuff, the, the, the single the single IPAs, you know what I mean? Not the yeah. double, triple. Now now people are doing quadruples and stuff and Fuck all that. Oh, that shit. It's insane, dude. You I know just what I mean? like, I've been drinking so much of that. I want, so I want to just kind of simmer down like that kind of beer. This is like where I can just go to the beach and take a six pack with me and listen to some fucking oldies or some hip hop and just chill yeah. out. You mean beer that tastes like beer? Yeah. You know what I mean? I think I think that's what it's going to come down to because a lot of it with the, with the juices and all that and the hazies and all that. Look, man, props to you for doing it right. Again, there's a lot of bad ones, but if you're doing it right, dude, more yeah. props to you. And there's definitely a fan base for that and everything. Yeah. But I think that people are going to go back to traditional beers. They're going to go back to uh, pilsners. It's coming back. They're going to come back to lagers. They're going to come back to pale ales and it's IPAs. Like, it's, it's like a wave. Like like the, the brewery scenes is like a wave. Yeah. You don't know. It's going to be good hazies milkshakes and it's going to be away what's the next actually let me ask you that question what do you think is the next thing in Europe if you, if you even I don't have even an know opinion. I don't even know what's next I mean hazies yeah milkshakes what is next I don't know because I know the, the pastry style so I know they got that going and everything and I, I haven't tried pastries you know yeah I just more like try the pails the imperials yeah. I'm more into the stronger stuff like dogfish you know yeah. like the 15s 16s and you know that's like to me like what's the strongest beer because I'm adapting to it so yeah. when I have these beers like these are maybe for some people it's strong but to me this is like it's it's, it's like a medium yeah. buzz but not this because I'm more adapted to stronger beers yeah. but I love your beers man so much for everything no dude thank you and I really appreciate coming you being my first guest on on the mega craft beer uh, episodes and stuff and uh, I, I I, I can't wait, man. I love your fucking beers, and I'm gonna, Julio. I'm gonna support you all the fucking way, man. Well, dude, no, no I, fucking I, doubt, man. I, 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 I don't even know what to say, dude. The, the the support is overwhelming, dude. I appreciate, dude. Like, dude, you you are a big fixture, and not only in the podcast scene, but in the in the craft beer scene, dude. You're yeah. very humble, dude. You come from a good place, dude. I support whatever you do and stuff, dude. And really, I want to thank you and all the other people who have supported. Again. If, if you don't mind me giving you a couple shout-outs, dude, yeah, that'd be go great. Go for it, go for dude, it. Dude, fucking Ramirez Beverage Center, Sarah's Market, uh, Silver Lake Wine, The Village, Martin El Sereno. Shout-out to Armando and Linda, Crap Beer Kings to Mo, uh, The Bottle Shop. Shout-out to, to shout out to George. And, dude, you can get it at bars and restaurants, dude. At Tokyo Fried Chicken, dude. Um, man, it's awesome with Japanese-style fried chicken, dude. Shout-out to those guys, Tokyo Fried Chicken. Love you guys. The Evelie, they have it in the Michelada down there in West Hollywood is doing well the here and now shout out to uh, uh, the voila uh, hospitality I know they're not there anymore and everything but like Aaron Melendez Mr. Diaz uh, Damien Diaz and fucking what's his name uh, Othon shout out to those guys you can find this every weekend on Sundays at Smorgasbord LA um, <laughs> dude it's been selling well there thank God and also at SoCal Pizza in Norwalk hell yeah thank you Mega Man thank you my, to my wife Janie Fainson thank you to to Ray uh, uh, Rivera thanks to SoCal Cervecedos to Home Brewers everybody dude podcast city all you guys thank you very much and please one last thing one last of question course. please come to fucking Long Beach dude I love to dude just I, I got, all I need is an you invitation know. dude let me go I love I'll to I'll talk to my boy Frank I, I love to make the, make the move down there dude I, I had a couple people ask me about that and I love to you know what I mean I need you man I'll I'll buy your beers every fucking day, man. Well, dude, I have some beers waiting for you in the car. I know, I know, but so just FYI. I, but I want, I want all my uh, the people in Long Beach, like the people who follow me, because like they always go to craft beer, uh, not craft beer, but California Heights Market and all these. Okay, like, they go, but I want them the beer to uh, 
for it to be over there so all my podcast listeners dude, and all my it. neighbors and everything can go get get your fucking beer dude, dude i appreciate it dude. again more than more than more than humbled by the by this whole thing dude thank you for coming out here i know the pain in the ass and no. everything but dude um this is your home um we I'm got, in your home right now. Well, dude, but because of Sukasa, dude, this is this is where we're at, dude. We're, we're here at, at, at our headquarters in Sebastian Mundial headquarters here in downtown, with the rooftop, enjoying some beers with the fucking Mega Man. And Parker was a bitch. Parker was a bitch, dude. Yeah. But you know what, dude? Hopefully, we'll make up for it. We'll make up for it. Well, thank you for so much for for being on my podcast, man. Much love, man. Bro, thank you so much, dude. And thank you. You're doing the Lord's work, dude. Keep on going, dude. Look, man, we believe in you, dude. We're we're, we're all you, fans. Man. Keep up the good work, dude. I mean, I'm telling you, dude. You're doing it at another level that is unprecedented for us, dude. Keep living your life this way, dude, because we need to learn from you, dude. Yeah. And in fact, if you have a, a Mega Man Dad Part Two, whatever, dude, follow your adventures as a dad, dude. Yeah. I'm, I'm all over. I'm all over that. Yeah, man. Much love, man. Thank you so much, man. Uh, subscribe to the Mega Man's podcast. Please rate and review on iTunes. Um, you can find it on Anchor, iTunes, Spotify, you know, Podbean, you know, everything else. I mean, if you can't find it, all you have to do is DM the Mega Man. Um, you can find me on Instagram at MegaMan6980 and at the Mega Man Podcast. And where can they find you on Instagram? You can find us at Chelas Mundial or at In the Suds. Either one, we're there. You can DM me. Again, our, our website, I mean, our email, chelasmundial at gmail.com. Hit us up and we'd be happy to put it in, in, in your area. Dude, let us know where you, where you want the beer. We'd be happy to take it there. I'm a, we're, we're a two people, two, two, three person operation. We need your help, guys. We're going to do it. We're going to do whatever we can. Shout-outs to Let Me Know Pod, Small Town Cali Podcast. No father, no problem. We all got drunk. We need, you know, we got to do it again, part two. Yep. And uh, Sarah's Market, Craft Beer Kings, and everyone else, man. Shout-outs to my girl, Cynthia, Luna, my boy, Gavin, graduation, much love, uh, Alexander, and everyone to the podcast listeners and all over the world, man. Uh, Julio and Mega Man, we are out. Thank you, Mega Man. You rock. Keep doing your thing, brother. We got your back. Keep doing it, brother. Hell yeah. Later. We're gone. Late.